you know, because I, I, I definitely want to get to know her a little better and the energies and what she's bringing through. There's something um, deep. She started off the day here. So um, talk about what uh, Jeremiah is going to do today. And where'd you, is that, that's not your real name, Jeremiah, or is it? Jeremy. 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 It's Jeremy. And that oh, is, gonna, yeah. Yeah. Just like the boy's name, only a girl. And is that something you took on at some point or was that your? No, it um, actually is a family name. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's, and I'm trying to remember this correctly. It's the French derivative for the prophet Jeremiah. And in my <clears throat> father's family lineage, there has always been a Jeremy. So mm -hmm. I happen to be the first daughter born to my father. And so I got the name. And I have to apologize uh, to everybody. It's night here. It's dark. And I tried to light up the room the best way that I could. And it's it's just not happening right now. So you guys are going to see me. That's okay. Um, partially where, in the dark. <laughs> where are you about? What part of the country are you in? I am in Kentucky. Oh, okay. So um, kind of in the center, the central part of Kentucky. I was raised in um, Salt Lake City, Utah, and in Arizona on the mesas with the Hopi people. Oh, nice. So... Uh, is that your spiritual background, the Hopi, or did you have other influences in your evolution? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think, first of all... <laughs> well, we could do a separate interview, but... No, 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 no. Oh, okay. bless your heart. You're so sweet. Okay. Um, first of all, I have been here on this earth um, as, the, as the being that I am now, <clears throat> and I have always used my birth name, um, I've been here for 70 years. I am 77 now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I have been doing a very specific work and it's, it's kind of twofold. One, and I hope that everybody will understand this, um, 70 years ago, very, very little was known about walk-ins very little. Um, the whole concept was ha-ha alien. But in about 1959, that's when I actually was really able to discover, honestly, in fact, who I am. I'm going to put this on gallery view. There we go. I can see Sheila a little bit better. So <clears throat> I, um, I think that I I kind of learned by growing and evolving and living life. And then I began in 1990, more and more and more walk-ins were showing up. And I know that they have been here for a long, long time. So I really took it on as part of my mission, a big part of my mission to just be available. And, and what does that mean? I just, I just was a beacon, honey. I just let my light shine and they found me. Mm. And that, that is the truth. I didn't advertise. I didn't go out looking. I just 
I just was a beacon and they would show up at my door <clears throat> just as Sheila did in 1999, 2000. So it has continued on like that. But it comes from a, a, a place, the information, the knowledge, the depth. Where does that, is that just the soul that comes, that came through that is sharing that? I think, I think it's twofold in me. I think that I was very lucky to have the biological heritage of the Hopi people. Mm -hmm. And they carry within their knowledge stream. And, you know, I do think that we all have a, a biological DNA. And, and when we step in, we share that knowledge. We bring our ours, but we also share that. So the Hopi people have an absolutely amazing understanding of the star beings. Yeah. because the Kachinas are the star beings. So I had this hidden knowledge, I think, mm -hmm. um, that I just, I knew there weren't any books written, there wasn't anybody out there to tell me, but being a part of this culture and they recognized me as a child. Right they have a totally different way of seeing and they recognized something inside of me as a child and they really nurtured that. Mm. So I was very, very lucky. And I do believe it's twofold. It's the aspect soul that I came in with and this biological memory. Great. Well, I, I think you have a presentation here, right? I, I won't take any more of your time, so. Oh, Sheila, I'm you, fine. You can ask me anything you'd like. No, no, you have something prepared. So go, Sheila, you want to say anything? About well, you know, just for those that have joined this afternoon, this is my teacher, Jeremy. And I gosh, guess I've been apprenticing her for years and years. And she really saved my life. She helped me to integrate as a walk-in to understand uh, the insanity that I was going through. Um, kept me breathing, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's why we, one of the reasons we wanted to do this conference for you guys so that you can find your community. And we hope right. to start developing that community here with this weekend. So I uh, love you, Jeremy, and I'm gonna turn it over to you. Okay. Um, since I'm, I'm the last speaker today, and I feel really honored to, to hold that place, there is, there is something that has meant such a great deal to me over the course of my life and, and my work. And I'm going to read it to you to begin with. And then I'm going to talk to you about it more than a little bit. And then I'm going to read it again. And if there are any questions, um, please ask me. I don't know who wrote this. I don't know where it came from. It's something that kind of fell maybe into my lap about 30 years ago. But I believe that it speaks 
to all of us and to what we are here to do. So for your first time listening to this and listening to me, because I am told that my voice carries a particular resonance, it is part of what I came in to do. So I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes, please. And just listen to me, listen to the words that I have to say. And remember yourself, remember why you are here. This is why you are here. And it's up to us to re-enchant the planet Earth. We are the elves and giants. We are the shining ones. Daughters of the moon and sons of the sun. We are the shapeshifters. We are the mysterious light shrouded in the mists at the dawn of our time. And it's up to us to re-enchant this living planet Earth, up to us to midwife at our own rebirth, up to us to send our dead along their ancient pathways to the future, up to us to enchant this living planet Earth. And it's up to us to break the spell that steals the colors from the world and leaves it lifeless. It was our spell. It was our spell. And we can break it. And it's up to us to break the spell that steals the music from the wind and the rain and leaves it senseless. It was our spell. It was our spell. And we can break it. We will dance the magic dance. And as our bodies will remember, we will sing the magic songs. And together we'll remember how to live together, how to love each other, how to ride the dragons, and how to call the unicorns home. Take a breath, all of you, and open your eyes if you haven't already. It is up to us. We are the ones. You are the ones. Every one of you are here for an extraordinary and a very special purpose. All of us have something uniquely, uniquely different to share. We are the elves and the giants. 
We are the daughters of the moon and we are the sons of the sun. And we made a commitment somewhere in this great spiritual tangle, <laughs> this um, macrame in time. We made a commitment to do this. We came in, all of us, at different times for different reasons. And it's interesting to me that more and more are coming. More and more are ready. Because it is up to us to re-enchant this beautiful planet Earth. We hear a lot about the cosmos and we hear a lot about the densities. We hear an awfully lot about so many different things and yet to me, and I've been here a long time, it really is up to us to break the spell that steals the colors that steals the colors from this world. I truly do believe that we are on a, a precipice. We are standing at an absolute turning point in time. No matter where you are from, no matter what your lineage is, no matter what star system or galaxy Every single one of you are so, so special. And it is up to us to break the spell. It is up to us. And we will dance the magic dance. And as our bodies will remember, because they will, you know, I'm sure that in the many transitions that all of us have made, our poor little fragile body has had to have a time to remember, but you are connected both to earth and to star. Please don't forget that. I think that would be the message that I would leave for you. I'm not going to take very long tonight because it is nighttime and because I have been teaching all day and because I'm old, but I do want to say, we will dance the magic dance and we will sing the magic songs and together we will remember. And I am so grateful for that. And that, my dears, is what I had prepared for you today. It's very brief, but I hope that maybe that will lead to some questions that I might answer. I hope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're Thank you. welcome. So the magic is happening now. Do you feel it? Yes, I do. And I have certainly um, felt it 
throughout the course of the day. I have certainly felt it through the many different layers and densities and people and perspectives and all of the many different things that were shared. You know, we're, we're all a part of this puzzle, aren't we? But, but, but when is the mainstream gonna get it? The people, you know, out there, not to judge anyone, but you know, the people that, that are still in that density or will they not get, or will they, will they awaken one day and say, oh my God, what was I missing? I mean, what do you think? Well, that's a good question. Um, and so here I go out on a limb. Uh, Sheila made my, my um, husband, I'm a widow now, but she made my husband a promise before he died. And that was that she would publish his book. And in his book, there are these answers. And one of the things that he said was that um, there would come a time when many star beings, many other beings would come to earth and fill the, the empty places, the vacant places. And what he meant by that, dear one, is that there are an awfully lot of just space holders here. And that when that happened, <laughs> there would be a lot of space holders who would leave. And his, you know, <clears throat> energy replaces energy. Something comes, something has to go. So as things come, those things that go just have to be re-educated so that they can come in again. I don't think that anybody can say exactly when it's going to happen, but I definitely think that we're in the place of the transition now. And I feel more and more and more, um, there are more people listening and there are more people like us than you guys think there are. They're just afraid to speak up. Mm. They're mm. just afraid. And so the more that we can speak up and you know what, who cares? what they think, really, who cares? That's why we're here today. That's why we're here. Speak up. Um, are you in touch with star beings as well? Is your consciousness directly connected to star beings or, and have you integrated some of that? Absolutely, absolutely. Mostly um, what I would say that I do is I'm very, very connected through the Hopi mythology of star beings, which are the Kachinas. And in, in their world and in my world, I believe that the Kachinas are already here. They're already back. They're here in the form of so many of you. And they're also here in, in a way that many, many people are not aware of them. They just, they can't see them they might see a, a little wave, you know, sort of a distortion in the field, but they're such a higher energy. But I do believe that they are really guiding a lot of things, dear. And one of the places that we can look, and I know that I, I've probably been teaching on this for about 14 years, 
is that in the um, in the media, in music, in um, art forms, and oh my goodness, especially in broadcasting and television, the influence of the store beings is absolutely enormous. Where, where do you, how do you see that? Where does it show up for you? For me, um, as crazy as it seems, okay, okay, as crazy as it seems, um, Netflix. <laughs> oh, I love Netflix. I love Netflix. I mean, in things like um, The Mandalorian, I, I know I'm not supposed to be saying names. and It's okay, you can say names. I mean, no, but, one, no one's checking. Well, oh, are they? I'm so glad. No, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I think there's so, so many things. And, you know, one of the very first things that I saw that to me was such a clear indication that the star beings were here was Andromeda. There's no doubt in my mind that that whole film, that whole screenplay, that whole thing was launched by star beings. By, by those who are here to re-enchant this earth. You know, we have an opportunity now, but it started probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And I think it really especially started with Sheila and she really was crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you when she first came to my door. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Because she seemed- She was crazy. She was crazy. Yeah, you know what's happening to her. Is that it? She just didn't have an idea of what was. She had absolutely no idea what was happening to her, dear. Mm. And she had been actually, we have searched for these. I wish we could find them. She had actually channeled spiral binders, you know, like you have in, in high school. Do you remember that, Sheila? She had actually channeled these. Um, writings that that were very definitely from other beings and she could not understand what she was saying at all because it was like she was out of herself talking to herself telling herself to get ready and um, so that that was a part of it and she you know like oh so many of you so so many of you when this experience happens in, in some ways, your whole world kind of blows up. You're married and you look at this person you've been with and it's like, I hate you. I mean, I don't mean it that literally. I got a little sense of humor here that you're all gonna have to get used to. No, no, and, I love a sense of humor. <laughs> but you know, you, you just, you, you, you just and, you, and you don't understand why. And you don't understand what to do with that. And all of a sudden you get these, what I, what, what I could only define as, as maybe, you know, really crazy callings. Like I really need to go outside and talk to that tree. Mm. And you're in the middle of a dinner party that you're giving for 20 people, but you got to go talk to that tree right now. And everybody just looks at you like you are crazy. Yes. You are crazy for a while. <laughs> so, you know, we have so much to learn from each other, dear. 
Um, it seems like more people as we go into nature are opening up their minds to trees and birds, mm -hmm. flowers. Are, are they coming more online or has they always been there and we've just not been aware of it? I think they're coming online too, dear. Right. I really do. Um, it, so everything is just really vibration. Everything is really frequency. And <clears throat> these, these sacred others, which is what I call the trees and the plants and the four-leggeds and the winged ones, they are sacred others. The longer that they have been connected to the earth, you know, a tree has roots that go down in the earth. Um, the more information they get from her and the more information she gives them about being, I kind of hate to use the word uploaded or upgraded, but that's exactly what's happening. Mm. And so I think they are coming online as well. But the earth itself as a being talk about that earth ascending people used to talk about and the consciousness and the consciousness is also going fourth or fifth dimension. Yes. Yes. So what, how, how is that? How do we recognize that? How do we happen to that? Um, I think that is a brilliant question. And this is something that everyone, um, gosh, I don't like to should people. I, I would love it if everyone could have the opportunity to do this. Look at light. Look at light. Look at the morning light. Look at the evening light. Look at starlight. Light on this, on this planet is changing. There's a different density to it. There's a different kind of luminosity to it. Listen, listen to the songs in the night. In the morning, you know, first thing in the morning, right before the sun comes up, the birds sing. And if, if you can get up early enough, listen to the bird song, it's changing. And so everything is beginning to sound different. We, we, everything begins to look different. Um, and I'm sure that there are people in the audience who really will understand this. It's like you catch a fleeting movement on the... <laughs> right. What is that? little light or something yeah. yeah something just happened over there and and then and then you're just really baffled because in the moment that you turn your head you've kind of lost the shift mm. and and so don't turn your head just look turn your eyes not your head mm. but be very very aware um be aware of plants. I'm, I'm touching one of my favorite plants right here that I wish everybody could see. Mm. Um, because they are talking to us too. Mm. 
Right. They, they are. Um, everybody talks, they feel like the seasons are changing and that um, time is different. Yes, yes. Don't you feel that time is different? Well, I just read an article that the spin of the earth is increasing. Mm -hmm. And not just that, but the frequency of time, what we know as time, I mean, it's, it's um, being modified somehow in consciousness and also parallel timelines are being seen now. And that's kind of this, this, mm -hmm. this movement over here. I, I don't um, consider myself a scientist. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not. So I certainly could not explain this academically, but my understanding or my feeling really is that time is just kind of layered, you know, and that all of the layers of time are operating at the same time. Mm. And so if we can be still, the trick is if we can be still enough, then we can sort of feel our way in through those dimensions. Another thing where I really believe that people are, are waking up or maybe the, the walk-in community are aware is in our nighttime dreams. Mm. Um, our dream world is so full and so fascinating. And we are all getting a tremendous, tremendous amount of energy from our dreams. Yeah. So be still, everybody. Mm. You know, don't speed up, slow down. Pay attention, to pay attention to light. And, and, you know, one of the things that I learned in, um, in medicine work, I don't use the word shaman. I think it's, it's kind of an abused word and I won't go into that. But what I learned in medicine work is it is, it is as important to pay attention to what should not be there Yes. As it is to pay attention to what should be there. And we are often taught to pay attention to what should be there. So we forget to look when something's different than the way that it usually is. Mm. So those are ways that I think that we're being taught now. Yeah, I think dreams are key at this point. I just Absolutely. interviewed a guy named Sergio Magana who talks about the time of the sixth sun. This is part of the Toltec prophecies. Yes. And he says, this is a night sun. This is a sun will vibrationally will direct us inward where the realities of the dreams become more real in a sense than the exterior world. And, uh, I think, I think in some of our nighttime dreams, and I do know um, in mine, that 
in the dream, I will ask myself, am I dreaming or is what, am I really dreaming? Right. Or is and this the dream, right? Is this, or, you know, is this the dream? <laughs> I really don't know. And yet I find that um, my nighttime dreams teach me so much and, and really all of the answers that I, or the majority of the answers that I re receive to questions that I pose come to me in dreams. Mm. It's really interesting. So yeah, well, I think the nighttime dream is important. Well, also the ETs, I've had lots of ET visitations, but in dream states, they function in a realm that's not of this 3D world. And when people, people pass over as well, it's, a, it's, it's another way that we can access them through the non- um, Physical. Yes. Physical. physical. Yes, yes. You know, and, and this is something that, um, that I think is so important. Earth, our bodies are physical. And as absolutely wonderful as they are, they are wonderful. And I am so grateful for my physical body. They also are very dense and they slow us down and they ache and they get in the way. And so as wonderful as it is to actually be incarnate um, to be in a body, I think that for some walk-ins, that's extremely, extremely difficult. They're not used to um, the senses, the sensory perception, mm -hmm. and they're overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like sound is too loud, um, movement is too fast, or not fast enough. So there is a, so in the dreaming world, in the nighttime world, you're not tethered mm. to this physical body. You're much more free but to go out. We have to integrate that. We have to integrate those two consciousness yes. because the body is also ascending as earth bodies. Yes. Yes. How do you say, how do you become more conscious in your dreams? Somebody asks and how, do we start this integration? Well, there's a whole, um, wow. I teach about dreaming all the time. Okay. That's a huge subject. Okay. Massive. We'll take, we'll do a course on portal to ascension about that then. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, the one thing that I think makes a difference and makes such a big difference is, is when you sort of um, speak to yourself or speak to your higher self. And, you know, everybody has their own language. They have their own word. But when you speak to that ascended self and you say, I want to remember my dreams. Mm -hmm. Now, doggone it. You are a part of me. You listen to me. You, let's pay attention. <laughs> I want to remember my dreams. You know, our, our, you know, higher self, our ascended self, 
gets in here and it's like, woohoo, Disneyland, let's go on a ride. And, and yet you have got to go, wait a minute, I'm putting you in a chokehold here. Mm. I want you to teach me. I want you, I want to remember my dreams. I want to remember the lessons that you give mm. me. Well, you know, I studied with some Aboriginal elders in Australia and they said dream time is their religion. And Absolutely. They, and they told me, you know, you're in dream time when you're, you know, sort of going to sleep, but there's something else that comes into your consciousness that's no, not normally there. Right. And then you've entered the dream time. Well, it's like you get this idea. And the only way that I can explain it, and I use this all the time for my students, something just drops in and it's there. And, and you ask yourself, well, I find myself a lot of the time saying, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> who did that? <laughs> Whose idea is that? You know, um, because we are constantly getting this kind of information. Yeah. And we and we just have to realize when that when that happens, honestly, I promise all of you, you can push a pause button. Mm. You can just say, wait, pause. Who said that? Where did that come from? I'm gonna write that down because I need to have that information. And um, oh, I love that. Dream time is their religion yeah. dreams dreams are more important than gold if you if you can dream you can you can bring forth any future that you want mm. yeah. and what you're saying is also becoming more lucid be lucid because lu and i feel lucidity will also help us interface with the et's on a much more conscious level. Yes, absolutely. First, the first thing is to acknowledge, I know you're there. Mm -hmm. I know you're there. And the second thing is to love. Mm -hmm. I know you're there and I love you. And I know you're there to guide me and I will be aware of that. I will be awake. Mm. You know, you, you hear, you hear the, the old ones say all the time, are you asleep or are you awake? Mm. And awake is being lucid in your dream time. Mm. And also trusting your feelings. If you feel something there, it's not just some psychological, you know. Yeah. yeah, it is a reality that we have to trust is impacting us somehow. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't show honor and respect for these feelings, these energies, they will go away. Mm. It's, it's truly like, um, 
And I'm certainly not equating these energies to a child, but as a mother, I know that when my children wanted my attention, they, they would just get right around me, you know? Sometimes they didn't even say anything. They just, you know, it's like, what are you to get off me, <laughs> you know? But, and then if I didn't pay attention to them, they would just kind of slowly float away. Right. And I feel that that's in many ways the same thing that happens in our, our spirit life is spirit is around us all the time going, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Just tell me what you want and I'll give it to you. Well, and if we don't pay attention, they can't give it to us. Well, I was a friend, a good friend of mine, old girlfriend just had passed over and I was there with her, not at the very end, but then I went back to right where she was and I could feel that presence. She was all around me. It was, it was um, not a physical touch, but there was some level of embrace. And, and right after she had died, she was right there. It slowly started to dissipate, but I just sat by that bed and tried to take as much of her in as I could. And there's, there's a wonderful, wonderful word, and I use it all the time. The feeling is visceral. It's, it just, you, it just, it just kind of moves through. It's not solid, you know, you, you just, yes. you move through it and it's, you, you abs, you cannot deny that something is there. Exactly. And it's when people are just moving too quickly and they are not paying attention, they are not awake, mm. that, that they really, um, they miss this movement. It's a very slight movement of things. Mm. You, you know also what I get about you, Jeremiah, is just sitting with you without even talking, there's, there's a lot of communication in that subtle way, <laughs> even more so probably. Ask Sheila. Is that true, Sheila? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm mute. Yes, it is. Yes, in, it is. In what way? Because I get that sense of just sitting together. Um, when I was still in Kentucky and I, um, had the opportunity to physically study Jeremy, I, if I was having a horrible, horrible day and I walked into the office after she was like, honey, sit down, close your eyes and breathe, you know, after I started breathing, then there's this calmness that started to flow through me. Yes. And one of the things I think that I really love the most is um, some of her storytellings um, that come from the Hopi people. And Jeremy, would you kind of bless us with a little story? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is, a, this is one of my little teaching stories. And um, I use this all the time and, and I use it now. So um, 
because I think it's very applicable to the time that we are in now. So. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, there was a rabbit. And he was a beautiful, beautiful rabbit. He had long, silky ears, really nice, fluffy fur. And he was not happy. He wanted to be a squirrel. Squirrel. Because squirrels could climb trees and they could jump from tree to tree. And Bunny Rabbit knew that somewhere, somewhere there had to be the, the high priestess of squirrels or the high priest of squirrels or the high medicine person of squirrels and that this squirrel could grant him his wish of being a squirrel. And so Rabbit went looking in the forest. He did. He went looking day and night and day and night. And you know what? He came upon a glowing tree in the middle of the forest, in the middle of the night, and he'd never seen it before. And it had this beautiful, shining, arched door and stained glass windows. Yeah, it did. It really, truly did. And Bunny Rabbit went, this has got to be the place. And sure enough, over the top of the door, one magnificent squirrel lives here over the door. So Bunny Rabbit goes up to the door and he thumps on the door. And sure enough, out comes the high priest of squirrels. And he is dressed in glittering silver and gold and he has on a crown and he has a magic wand. And Bunny Rabbit is so excited. And he says, I really, 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 really want to be a squirrel. I want to be a squirrel more than anything in the world. I hate being a rabbit. And I've searched for you forever, ever, ever. And the squirrel looks at him and he says, well, not everybody can be a squirrel. No. Uh, but what are you going to give me? You know, in order to get something, you have to give something. What are you going to give me? Bunny Rabbit says, tail. I have a really nice fluffy tail. Squirrel turns around and looks at his tail. He says, you ain't got nothing on tails, buddy. Look at this tail. I don't want your tail. I've got a perfectly good tail. So Bunny Rabbit thinks for a minute and he looks around. He says, hop, I can give you my hop. I'll give it to you. And the squirrel says, well, yeah, yeah. I could use a hop. I don't hop. I run and I can get, now I can get a running hopping jump on the tree. So that's good. I'll take your hop. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Bunny Rabbit looked down at himself and he tried to hop and he couldn't. 
But he further looked down at himself and he wasn't a squirrel. And he further looked up at the squirrel and the squirrel wasn't a squirrel. The squirrel was a great big black snake. And the snake got the bunny rabbit and said, you know, I really get a lot of them that way. They want to believe something so much that they believe it's true, even when it's not. That was a yummy bunny. Oh. So many of the teachings, <laughs> wow. many, many of the teachings that I give are based on the stories, honey. I'm a storyteller. And that's what I, that I think is the medicine that, that I have brought. Um, a lot of the stories I just make up, mm. I can't remember. But you know, really, when you think about it, how often we are fooled by our own imagination. Mm. But What's the difference between imagination and also the thing you read in the beginning, which I hope you read again, where you talk about? What's um, well, I love imagination. I think imagination is absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. But one of the other things that I teach my students, and that is as follows. It is not enough to see you must see what is true. Mm. And don't be what you're not, right? <laughs> don't pretend. Oh, yes. It's called original medicine, honey. <laughs> do not, do not try to be anything that you are not. Mm. You know, if we, if we really had time for another story, the others I have are a little bit too long. But uh, I love to do this. And you're a, you're a great storyteller. You are just... You actually, there is, there's a whole other level of coming alive in you in those stories. <laughs> I'd love, I could sit here all night and listen to stories, but I mean, I think there is a schedule that, that, that doesn't matter anyway, right? Whose idea I, was, anyway. I, I would really like to read what I started with. Yes. Um, again. And then, um, Sheila, are we going to take just a little break and then come back yeah. together? Because yeah. I'll need to take a break for just a minute. No, no, sure. we're going to take a break after you finish and um, we'll okay. all come back. Okay, well, let's, um, let's have everybody close their eyes again, please. All right. And it's up to us to re-enchant the planet Earth. We're the elves and giants. We are the shining ones. Daughters of the moon and sons of the sun. We are the shapeshifters. We are the mysterious light. Shrouded in the mists at the dawn of our time. And it's up to us to re-enchant this living planet Earth, up to us to midwife at our own rebirth, up to us to send our dead along 
their ancient pathways to the future. Up to us to re-enchant this living planet Earth. And it's up to us to speak the spell that steals the colors, to break the spell that steals the colors from the world and leaves it lifeless. It was our spell and we can break it. And it's up to us to break the spell that steals the music from the wind and the rain and leaves it senseless. It was our spell and we can break it. We will dance the magic dance and as our bodies will remember, we will sing the magic songs and together we'll remember how to live together and how to love each other, how to ride the dragons and how to call the unicorns home. Lola Mai, Asquali. Thank you so much, Sheila Honey, for the opportunity to be here. I Thank love you. you all. Thank you for coming. And I posted your website, so if people oh. want to get hold of you, they can do so. Uh, Jeremy has teachings on there, and you can, you know, download and visit her there. <laughs>